Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Maybe Baby, the podcast for the parentally undecided. I'm Kate Lawler. And I'm Bodge, and it's good to be back for round two. Now, firstly, we have been blown away by the response to episode one. Turns out there are quite a few people in the same position as us, so it's quite a relief to know that we're not alone. The one question I've been asked the most since we put out the first episode is, uh, everyone wants to know what our final decision is. Same. Yeah, what have you told people? Still don't know. Yeah, no idea. (laughs) We're still listening to these to figure it out for ourselves. I know. Uh, Interesting story. I didn't come on my period earlier this week. Now, usually I'm like clockwork. Uh, I use an app to track my cycle so I know exactly when I'm due on. And also about a week before she starts getting really pissed off with me. <laughs> so yeah, that's like clockwork as well. It should have been Thursday. By Saturday, I still hadn't come on and my app was reminding me that I was two days late. I went into serious panic mode. I think partly because of the obvious issue of not wanting a baby just yet, but also that would be a massive spanner in the works with this whole project. I mean, it shouldn't be the reason, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I think I was panicking because we're doing the podcast. It's a lot of self-imposed pressure, isn't it? (laughs) Thankfully, though, I did come on Saturday night while eating Chinese food and watching a football match I didn't care about. I mean, we've never high-fived the period before, but that was a first. It was. You came into the toilet after I shouted, yes, and high-fived me. Yeah. Who says romance is dead? So this is episode two, which features a pair of super smart and incredibly funny comedians, collectively known as Scummy Mummies. With four children, a hit podcast series and an Edinburgh show between them, we felt they were great candidates to talk us through pregnancy. And I've got to be honest, this episode shows just how novice we are. I mean, we literally don't know what we're doing. I was listening back a couple of weeks ago thinking we are clueless we know nothing except what we've read on the internet but it was such an eye-opening conversation i came away thinking i don't know about you i came away thinking like we just had a crash course in pregnancy i feel like everyone considering having a baby needs an hour of the scummy mummies yeah i mean it's the best advice and therapy session rolled into one turbocharge of swearing lots of swearing what was your highlight um, I think honestly it was hearing how warm and fuzzy Helen got when she talked about mm. having kids because I'll be honest with you if that didn't trigger something in you then this is a losing battle and we <laughs> may as well just end it now it did it did actually but I also enjoyed Ellie ripping apart your use of the word mate instead of shag I mean it's an underused verb in my book there's a reason it's underused and that's because we're not pandas in a Chinese zoo fair point <laughs> take that anyway without further ado let's get cracking with episode two and don't forget to make sure you subscribe to maybe baby so you get every episode straight to your phone as soon as we release them and a word of warning there are swears aplenty in this episode uh majority f words but there's even a jeremy hunt in there so don't say we didn't warn you
So I'm very excited to introduce uh, two ladies to the podcast who I know will have me in stitches, and I'm not talking about a cesarean. Uh, hugely successful comedians, podcasters and authors in their own right. They've created a huge following around their no-holds-barred approach to dealing with the challenges of motherhood, but also just for being ruddy, funny and entertaining. Uh, with their first Edinburgh show coming up in August, we are chuffed they've been able to take the time out to talk to us about the horrific wonder that is the baby-making process. It's Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne otherwise known as Scummy Mummies. Welcome, ladies. Woohoo! Hello! Yeah! Yes! <laughs> yes. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, you can oh, swear. now we are. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> great. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's a very hot little sweaty room, it is, isn't it? It's nice. I don't know why you insist on recording a podcast in a sauna, but if you must, <laughs> here we are. I feel like if anyone can help us make a decision about whether or not to have a baby, it's you two. Right. Because you're proper parents. You've done it. You are both mothers to two kids. I don't know about proper. I mean, we are parents. We are literally parents. <laughs> yes. We are biologically speaking <laughs> parents. Proper is not a word I've ever heard associated with us before. Yeah, yeah. We, we managed to get through each day without our children dying. Uh, so I think that, yes, yeah. exactly. They've survived. We've survived the last, well, I've been a parent nearly 11 years. And no no doubles, like no twins. We've actually gone through the pregnancy twice. Mm. I say we, like we've done it together, but yeah. not, not at all. Sometimes it feels like we have. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly. It's like when you do a really good film and they go, this is so good, you get a sequel. So yeah. that's how you know you've done well. Yeah. I think. Does that work? I'm not sure that analogy works. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like The Godfather 2, the sequel is better. So yeah. it's like that. It's like that. I'm not saying that's Whoa. the case in my situation. <laughs> no. I'm saying so, in some people's cases. It's yeah. Just not yours, though. Some yeah. families yeah. are like Rocky. Yeah. So. Or Grease 2. Ellie, yeah. come on. Who do you prefer, Charlie or Joe? Admit it. Uh, uh, I prefer them both to my husband. How's that? <laughs> is, that is that a reasonable compromise? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did you always want to be mums? And if you didn't, when did you realise that you wanted to start trying for a baby? Well, I always wanted to be a mum and I had dolls and I used to, I was a complete mum nerd. Like I remember in year five, I wrote down a list of all the names I wanted to call my children, wow. fantasised about it, you know, so very maternal from the get-go. So I had my first baby when I was 29, which is in this world and the world I live in was quite young. So, yeah, yeah so I never... I can't remember a time I didn't want children, but I know that's different to you, Ellie. Yeah, I was I was a, quite a, a ner- not a really a maternal child. I was a much nerdier child, so I was very into books and video games. And my little brother was born when I was six, and famously, my parents bought me a tiny tears dolly. Do you remember these? And they, <laughs> the tiny these tears. dollies that would wet themselves. Yeah. And my parents there they had this. I think they'd read it in some hippie book in the eighties that if you give the old child this dolly, then it, they get to share the experience of raising a baby. Wow. And I was like, why have you given me a damp toy? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a comic book here that's perfectly adequate for my entertainment needs. I did speak like this when I was six. I must have been incredibly irritating. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's this picture of me on the sofa in my parents' house reading a book with just my legs crossed with this doll just tucked in the box under the sofa because I just wasn't interested. No. I just didn't care. And then as I got older, I kind of thought, yeah, maybe I'll have kids made if I meet someone. But it wasn't. I was never in a sort of... That, that Ludo race that I think some people can get into if I've mm-hmm. got to meet someone, I've got to have a baby. And so I had Charlie when I was about 34. That's a nice age. Yeah, that was all right because I'd done a lot of, um, I believe partying is, is the modern parlance. You all know what we're talking of, about. Yeah, uh, good times. And I'd done a lot of travelling and so I it wasn't that I was bored of all that. I had a brilliant time, but it meant that in those sort of dark days that everybody has with, with a baby, I didn't feel like I was, I didn't have much FOMO. 
Mm. As the millennials say, I didn't. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, "I wish I was at you know a, a party on a beach in Koh Phangan," because I do know what that's like. And actually, I'm quite tired, and <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I'm watching a rerun of Bullseye, and this is where I'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, although I don't think that will ever happen, you know, feeling that I want to have a baby. I have this innate curiosity about what goes on to our bodies when we're growing a whole new human inside us. I know that all women's pregnancies are different from, from what I've read and who I've spoken to. It's a quite a, a broad question, but how were your pregnancies? I knew I was pregnant pretty much after being flooded with my husband's <laughs> love potion. Um, what did I what? say the other night? I said How much baby, do you need to make baby, baby gravy, baby yeah. gravy. Uh, yeah. Wow! I yeah, <laughs> I knew, and like my boobs started hitting straight away. Instantly constipated, instantly needs to go to the toilet. That so must it's have been all... some sex. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that cigarette was just so good after all that. Uh, yeah, so I, I sort of felt it very, very early on and like had all the symptoms like the spewing and all that sort of thing. Um, but I kind of loved every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the spewing bit so much, but I was, because I was so nerdy about it and I, I've got like a full massive tome, which I kept a pregnancy diary, all that sort of shit. Um, yeah, and I just kind of got ex- excited about the, like I've read all the books where like the baby's a different type of fruit, isn't it? Like it starts as a grape and then it works its way oh, up to yeah, a grape or things this. like that. So yeah, and I love, I loved like, you know, no, like the first kicks and all that sort of stuff was really exciting. Uh, and, and I'm a fat person. So actually being legitimately <laughs> fat was really awesome. Like I could pat my tummy in public without being uh, looked at <laughs> like a weirdo. Um, yeah, it was great. So you enjoyed it. You enjoyed pregnancy. Yeah, I did a lot. I really did. And um, I like getting free seat on the train. What can I say? I'm lazy cunt. Um, so that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah. Gibson? Yeah, the first one, Charlie was quite easy. It was all because quite jolly and just, just ticked along really. And then the second one was much harder because I had a toddler already, but also uh, I found it very difficult to eat and I just wasn't hungry and what I did eat made me feel poorly and it was and it, we were doing scummy mummies by then so mm. we were working hard and and then for reasons no one really knows, maybe to do with that, maybe not, uh, Joe arrived two months early. So two that was months. a big... Wow. A wow. big shock, yeah. So I only sort of did three quarters of the second pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> so I sort of skipped the last bit. It's like um, me and books. I only yeah. do three quarters yeah. of books. <laughs> the last page. Yeah. Um, so so okay. is everything okay when he yeah. arrived? Well, well, no, uh, not then. Uh, he was in hospital for the first six weeks, and it was very the first sort of week or so was very like it was. The nurse said to me, "It could go either way," which is a lovely, reassuring. <laughs> oh, that's phrase. what you want to hear. Like extra time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like an episode to Brookside who knows uh, <laughs> whether they'll find out who did the murder so uh, so that was that was dreadful obviously but now that was I can't remember now so he's four he's four so that was about <laughs> four years ago roughly um, and now he's absolutely fine and it's all it's all great so yeah do you feel like you're pregnant for 40 weeks is it more 10 months you're pregnant for or is it nine because they say no that- it's it's more yeah more nine because oh, right, you you okay. you start your pregnancy on the date of your last period. Oh, I see. So you may not have been inseminated for about two weeks after that, but it depends, and everyone has a different gestation, you know, length, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. yeah. What was the strangest thing that happened to your bodies that you weren't expecting? 
Uh, I mean, your your tits get huge. You, your nipples get very large. Um, your hair gets fantastic. Your nails get fantastic. Yeah. Your skin gets great. But really? I think that's basically because I gave up booze. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm thinking. Ah, oh, that, that's the glow. That's the glow. That's probably it. I liked, you know, someone else putting on my shoes. I thought that yeah, was a really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really thought. I really thought yeah. that was nice. Getting is this away. something you're? Is this one of your sort of uh, your obstacles? Is this what you're worried about? You yeah, I think. I think all aspects of having a baby terrify me. The pregnancy thing I'm just really curious about, like, because you hear just loads of stories about what you can and can't do. And, like, like you're not allowed to drink alcohol, which I'd really struggle with, because dry January was hard enough. Nine you months can, without you booze. You can, you can. You can I one, to, one a week. Yeah, glass a week. My kids are fine. I, mean, I remember with Charlie, but my baby, who was not premature, by the way, uh, <laughs> I, had, I, was, I went to work in America. I went to work in San Francisco for a week. And I remember, like, it got to the end of the week, and I had a beer. And I sat down in the hotel bar and I was like, oh, it's my reward for the yeah. whole week. And the look I got from the Americans. Because oh, yeah. yeah. to drink when you're pregnant over there is absolutely taboo. It was, yeah. it was like, Apparently oh, well. fetuses are quite a big deal over there at yeah. the moment. Anyway, yeah. quite yeah. big. You should just be taking Ritalin. They're, they're yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just well, it was when I started racking out lines on the coffee table. Oh. Looks I got, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. 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 Do, I think non-alcoholic beer is really good. Or wine. You can just sit in a pub just drinking. Looking, you used, to love, you used to love your Bex Blue, didn't you? Bex Blue, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, non-alcoholic lager. Mm. I mean, look, I really love drinking, which makes me sound like a terrible human, but we all know what I mean. I loved it, and I thought I would struggle with that, but yeah. honestly, that was easier than I thought it would be because you just sort of accept it. It's not a choice. Mm. I find that now... Uh, again, I'm sounding like a real alcoholic every day, but not every day. But like every kind of week, I think to myself, right, if I want to be healthy this week, I have to think about how much I'm going to drink. And I'm not going to drink those nights, but I'm going out that night, so I'll have a drink, but then I won't drink. You know, and when you're pregnant, you just don't have that thought process because you're just not drinking. So yeah. it's not a conversation you have to have with yourself. You're not regulating yourself or depriving yourself of something. No. It's just something you're not doing in the same way as you're not going to Greece for a holiday. <laughs> it's just not in the plan. Yeah. So it's not something you have to discuss. But I think essentially I am I'm terrified of of having something growing inside. Is it normal to be scared of pregnancy? Like yeah, I feel like I think is. it's sensible. Yeah. Because it is a huge physical thing and mental thing and emotional yeah. thing. And what I think is interesting is that I would be more worried if you were sitting here going, if you're a person who was sitting here going, oh, pregnancy looks dead easy and it looks great and you're all glowing and it's all brilliant. Because I think those are the people who get in trouble, the people who have this right. expectation of pregnancy and mm. having a new baby. And they have a, a sort of movie kind of in their head of this lovely romantic picture. And then the reality doesn't match up to the expectation. Yeah. And those are the people I worry about more than the people like yourself who are like, oh, I don't know, is it going to be hard and a bit shit? Because... Yeah, probably, but then it'll be all right. <laughs> but at least you know that. At least you yeah. know that. You say it looks like a movie. I think Kate thinks it's more like Freddy. <laughs> She's like, it's going to destroy my internals, it's going to rip its way out, and then it's going to kill my family. Yeah. No, I, I do. I get... I get pretty dramatic don't I when I talk about it but like my friend she's pregnant we went to Madrid recently and she was laying on the sun lounger and just looking at her pregnant belly one made me feel weird physically why. sick made you physically sick just say it we all know it we all know it yeah. I really wanted to say that it did make me feel really sick and yeah. then she went oh she's kicking and then she put my hand on her oh my word not, not I for did you. not for you sicky that is weird it was her what, what, what is it like feeling a baby like kicking your tummy for the very first time doesn't that did it, it weird is. you out or were you like, this is incredible, I It feel. is weird because you don't even know what's what. Like, I, is that, well, like, is that a bum or a head or an elbow or a knee? And then... That's one of those uh, internet quizzes. <laughs> 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 no. and, it, and it can kick you. I, I don't know what you were like, Ellie, but 
my kids got really active in the night and that's that's when it was party time and they would like kind of rotate and like do a sharp kick behind my bladder. Oh. So if you ever felt that before, like woof, woof. But I kind of liked it. I loved, I loved seeing the kind of elbows and knees coming, you know, out of the tummy. Not out of it, not like alien, but, you know. How far does it, do you see it protruding? You see Three like, or four ah, metres yeah. is the standard. Yeah. Does it look like art attack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did a bit of rock, paper, scissors. I mean, it was great. Yeah. You're able to spud in the womb. It's quite impressive. So, that's good. I've heard your fanny turns blue. Is that true or false? I, I haven't seen it for years. I You've never <laughs> no, never looked, never looked. No, um, hers, her, hers could be green for all she knows the <laughs> whole time. It. She's got no idea. No, so yours looked. didn't when you were pregnant. I heard Possibly. that you can you can turn toilet seats blue. Oh, you have really? a reaction. Yeah. Did she not just have new jeans on? That no. Sounds act- actually ludicrous. <laughs> no, I'm going to Google that. Totally ludicrous. Listener. No, she said, yeah, she got up from the toilet seat and had gone blue or purple. I can't remember. But there was like a chemical reaction. You can't dye your hair when you're pregnant. You're not meant to use harsh chemicals and things. And there's certain, like, I think it was a clary sage. There's a few things you're not meant to oh, have. Oh, they change it anyway. Um, Between yeah. my babies, they changed what you could eat and you couldn't yeah. eat. You couldn't eat smoked salmon and then you could eat smoked salmon and you couldn't yeah. eat this and you couldn't yeah. eat that. So you can't, you know. And I, with my second baby, I followed all the rules and I didn't smoke and I didn't drink and I didn't eat blue cheese and I still had a baby two months early. So I, mean, I wish I'd smoked, is what I'm <laughs> saying. I wish I'd been on 40 a day. What a waste of time that was. <laughs> I mean, now more than ever, I mean, people are saying, oh no, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, eggs, the pasteurised stuff. I, my friend the other day, she was saying all the things that she couldn't eat or drink and I was like, this has changed. I don't remember it being this strict yeah. before yeah. when like my sisters were pregnant. I don't remember them reeling off a list that as long as their arm. I think, I think it's because we're in this like kind of period of litigation and people don't want, they just want to eliminate all risk and if there's a teeny tiny risk, they do. But most of the time it's fine and you think, God, the human race has survived millions of years people eating eggs, salami, yeah. you know. I mean, the Middle Ages where we all lived in huts. It's like I mean, they're, they're going, oh, no, not the fish. No, yeah. you got to <laughs> have right. the fish. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, so obviously you're both comedians and I suppose a lot of what you write about is what you take from what happens in everyday life. Yeah. Did anything happen whilst you were pregnant that was so ridiculous you were like, I can't actually put this into a show because no one would believe it. Oh, what your husband said to you in the labour, that gets me every time. Go on. Uh, okay, so I was about 14 hours into labour and I had my babies at home. I had two natural pain-free, not pain-free, what's the word? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Painful. Pain uh, drug-free. Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. drug-free, that's it. God, pain <laughs> relief-free uh, births. But yeah, so I was labouring quite hard and then my husband turned to me and said, do you know what, I'm, I'm quite tired. <laughs> And I was like, you're fucking tired. It's me mooing on all fours. And he said, well, you know, I've done a full day's work. That's it must have been though. exhausting for him. Oh, it was hard. It was hard for him just sitting there going, there, yeah. there, 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 and occasionally getting me a glass of water. A full but day's work. Don't do that, bodge. I've got to say, no, I wouldn't do that. But you might want to bring people in for shifts. Fresh. No, 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 no. Okay. no. no She's doing like... it hard. You're yeah. doing it less hard. You yes, can... yes, I know that. I don't. <laughs> I am not in for a second claiming that. <laughs> Helen, uh, I, I love that you gave birth twice twice at home, yeah? Yeah. Why Why did you choose that over going to a hospital and having all the drugs? I'm very lazy, basically. <laughs> I, I like my... I've got a very nice sofa. Um, I, I, not now. No, no. We've it's had that blue. one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of doing it at home because they came to me. You know, the midwives... I had two midwives who came to me and I was never far away from a hospital. It's only 10 minutes from a hospital. And I just love the fact that afterwards I can sit with my baby on the sofa and that was it. And it was really uncomplicated. And I did both in blow-up pools. Like both inflatable pools in the oh, lounge. Right. 
the more I hear people talk about it, the more I don't think it's a bad... Yeah. The NHS, like, on a ward with loads of women who are all either mm. in labour or... Are you in the same ward when you've had the baby? Is it a different one? Is it post? Oh, it depends. It depends. Like, so you, you can be in a midwife-led unit. It mm. depends on the hospital as well. And then there's um, different... And we did you share... For Charlie, did you share... Or did you just... No, because I had both... I had both my babies in hospital and I... That was partly because I had to have an emergency cesarean with Joe, but with Charlie, I always wanted to be in hospital yeah. because, again, it's about there's no right or wrong, no. and it's, and it's mm. about what you want. And I, I feel safe being next to the doctors and the knives. That's where I want to be. Um, and I'm not scared of hospitals. I don't have any of that anxiety. I know lots of people have, understandably. So I was like, no, go to the nice hospital, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and I had my own room, I think, with Charlie. And then I had him and then was in there for about 12 hours and then home the next day, so that was fine. And then with Joe, um, I also had, I had the caesarean and then they put me in a room. They put him straight into intensive care. And they gave me my own room that was separate from the ward okay. so that I didn't have to be yeah. with the other mums who had their babies with them, which Rightly was really so. yeah. lovely. Mm. And I was, you know, I was very lucky to get that. You know, the NHS in the in the trouble it's in, you know, it just so happened they could give me that experience. So mm. it is sort of pot luck, but you mm. do have a degree of choice and control yeah. in, in what you want. So mm. what, what would you have, Kate? Yeah. I know for a fact that I will never push a baby out my vagina. Like that, I know. It's, it's fantastic. No, 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 I can't, I can't. I, I felt I, like I, a fucking I, warrior. <laughs> it is, I want to do it again. Does it feel oh like the biggest dump God. ever? I'm no, just trying no, to no, it's it's incredible feeling. I just, oh my God. And, you know, like, oh, I've created this human and now I'm pushing it out of my body. And I, yeah, and I did it all myself. I, I And I remember after the second baby, because like, both of them went relatively well, the midwife's like, you know, don't get addicted to childbirth because some people do. They get a rush because you do get this incredible feeling of hormones afterwards. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know who you're saying? You felt like a warrior. Yeah. That sounds like the most traumatic experience anyone could ever go through. I oh, know it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I was there, man. It was great. Oh my god! How? I loved it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I don't, yeah. don't know the science of it. Having done it both times, I would say I had the same experience yeah. in terms of the emotions I felt and the hormones and the love and the you know the bond was immediately as strong. Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends who've had to have emergency C sections, and I, I'm really devastated that I couldn't do it naturally. And I'm like, you've. I can no. see why some women really want to do the yeah. natural thing and push it out. I just have an incredibly big fanny, um, so you know I was quite. <laughs> Lucky, massive hips, big ass, everything kind of worked. But you know, it could have rolled the dice and it couldn't have worked. So I don't feel I don't feel like I was special or did anything in particular. It's just the roll of the dice, mm. really. And you know, and then but the real work starts as soon as the baby arrives. I think people get so obsessed with the birth. Yeah. You have all the support there for the birth and the pregnancy, and then they go, Here's the kid, off you go. You've got it for life. I know. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> You get, I mean, you were already home. Like, yeah. once the midwives were gone, were you like, what do I do with this? Well, by the time my mum arrived, like, a couple of hours later, it made me some cheese on toast. And that was probably one of the nicest things, you know. Oh, like, what yeah. a snack to have. Because yeah. you couldn't have like... cheese before? or No, no, no <laughs> just, I just no. have to have cheese every couple of hours. Um, so that was good. And Ellie, you had your, you've always had your parents around for... Yeah, I I, had, I was very lucky. So when my when Charlie was born, I was living with my parents, which sounds as glamorous as it is. But we were trying to sell our flat at the time, me and my husband. So we'd moved in with my folks, and the sale of the flat fell through on the day my son was born, which was amazing. My yeah. husband sensibly did not tell me about it for about five days. He's just like, I'm just going to keep this news. I, to I can myself. see why he did that. Yeah, I yeah. totally. So yeah. that was fine. 
Um, so yeah, so then we went back to my folks and it was amazing. And I, if you can do this and you get on with your parents, I would say, oh my God, it was brilliant. Because basically I had a cook, I had a cleaner, I had a nanny. They did my food shopping uh, and I would be up all night with the baby feeding and feeding and feeding. And then like my mum would just come in at 8am and go, give me the baby. And she would just take the baby and I would just fall back into bed and, and pass out oh, for a lush. couple of hours and then she would come and bring him to me and I would feed him and then and it was idyllic honestly and I was very lucky so I said if you can be with family you get on with or if you can hire a doula which is another a thing doula what's that do. uh-huh ah uh, yes what's a doula talk to me um well it's sort of like it's like a maternal health support worker so you can get a doula that helps you through your pregnancy and then is there uh, she's your she's your backup while you're giving birth so you've got your partner with you but but then she can talk to the midwives. She's got your back. She knows your birth plan. And she she can be, I guess, attached but unattached in terms of she can be your voice when you don't have one. I've never and heard like, of doulas. So do you like pay, you've paid for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, not everybody private. can afford that. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, but yeah. if you can afford it. Even a couple of hours a day just to help yeah. you out, um, help with breastfeeding if you want to breastfeed. Da, da, da. There are night doulas who will get up with the baby all night for you. Our friends had a night nanny and they said it literally was it saved them because they would go to bed at like nine o'clock at night and this woman would come and just do the night feeds. They'd wake up at like 6am fresh and ready to take care of the baby, which yeah. if we could afford to do that. I, I was just going to go back to the point where you said about going back to your parents because, uh, and I was smiling there. Because... Yeah. If I said to my mum, can we move back in after I've had the baby, she would literally tell me to fuck off. Have you she thought would... of moving in with my parents? <laughs> Please, <laughs> I can see if they're available. They're very agreeable. They're very uh, good. Your yeah. dad makes a lovely dinner. Do you know what? I remember you had some photos and you said to your parents, um, do you mind if I store these in your... In, in... your loft. So they've got a four-bedroom house with garages in bed. Them, big place, only them two, and then now we haven't got any space, have we? So I'm no just space for a... a bag of photos. Do you know what the price per square foot is, is in Beckenham? I mean, I live in Forest Hill. It's my dream to live in Beckenham. It's got a bloody Waitrose. You can't be storing your photographs. I used to work in Beckenham Waitrose. Oh, I was on the checkout. I used to work in Forest Hill Sainsbury's. Yay. Look at the different paths our lives have taken. Look where we are now. Yeah, my parents live in Beckenham in a four-bed house with a garage. Just them two. And they what? said that they couldn't... One of those IKEA blue bags full of photo albums. I went, can I store this at your house? Because we're in North London. We have a two-bed flat. No, there's no room in our, our house. She's thinking they're going to let me move in with my new baby. Sure. What I like is, we're talking, we've been talking for quite some time about what is possibly the biggest decision you can ever make about something. It would affect your life forever, permanently. And I've not seen you this animated and excited <laughs> until you're talking about your parents storing your fucking photos in their loft in Beckenham. That's, that does make me think, is she ready for this challenge? I, know, I don't know. I know this right? is what's getting her it's upset. I'm getting all nostalgic, so I'm like, yeah, parents' house, Waitrose, Beckenham, and then we go back to baby talk. It's a I'm very like, strong branch, mind. It's a very strong branch. It, it is. Very yeah. good. It's where mm. I met my first boyfriend. He was on Meat and Cheeses, and I was on checkouts. Oh. And he wrote me love. Why am I talking about this in front of you? That's I'm loving it. No, it's good. <laughs> I'm beyond it. It's fine. <laughs> I went to M&S and didn't mate with anyone there, so. You didn't mate with anyone? <laughs> <laughs> what, like a bonobo? What are you talking about? Is that how he describes it to you? Did God, you no wonder, Johnny, you don't even want to conceive. <laughs> All right, Kate, shall we mate tonight? <laughs> I feel like a 
mate with Kate. <laughs> I haven't seen you for two weeks. You best be up for mating. Imagine if you said that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, we do have a funny word for it, though, but we're not going um... oh, oh, no, to... Oh, no, you have to We call it boom, boom, don't you? Oh, oh nice. I say I want you in my boom. womb. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That's what we do. I want you in my womb. We're so sad. We are so... Personal question alert, seeing as we're talking about that. Let's do it. Let's go Did you shag during pregnancy? Yes. What's Not you two. Not at all. Not at all. We had a few goes, but I couldn't be bothered, really. I was well, very tired, and I just well, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like no, it. No, I think we, we did it more just to get it done. But, yeah, I felt a bit <laughs> bovine, you know, because there's not yeah. a lot of position options. It's mainly just your dog style. Um, so, yeah. No, I was quite, I, I sort of, I was just quite monastic. No booze, no <laughs> sex. But I saw it as a as a finite thing, right? Yeah. So, and I think you can do anything for a sort of limited amount of time. Mm. Um, it's like giving birth. My mum, one of the best pieces of advice my mum said to me, she said, it will be fucking painful. It'll be really awful. It's one day of your life. It's one day of your life. Some people get unlucky and it's three or four days, but glossing over that. Put it this way, you said you wanted to walk 600 miles in a week. Kate's not very good with numbers sometimes. So she went, I need to do this thing for the RSPCA. They want me to do a challenge. So I found this challenge. It's like a 600 mile walk. So I'm just going to do that. And I was like, do you know how long that take you? I'll walk 24 hours. I don't need to nap. I'm superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that lady. She was the woman who won the ultra, ultra, ultra marathon. She had a baby who she was breastfeeding at the time and she would run, 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 oh breast the milk and then keep running what and then a champ she, yeah she did over five days or something oh, what a champ just, how does being pregnant affect your partners like what can he expect me to be like because I know that your hormones rage I see women all the time posting after they've given birth and I'd like to thank my husband because you put up with me during pregnancy with my crazy hormones and I'm like what do they actually mean by that like do you really turn into a monster I think it just depends. Like, you get quite emotional, I think. But that, again, people, it's all different, isn't it? And I think yeah. some people, if you're already a bit emotional, then it can just be a heightened thing. Um, yeah, I think I was really hungry. And when I get hungry, as Ellie will know, I get quite cross. And I was hungry <laughs> the whole time. So have a lot of food around you. And just be kind to yourself as well. Kind of in the same vein, what advice would you give me? Because obviously, at the point of pregnancy... You know, you've got nine months and as a guy, you're like, well, I'm sure lots of guys go, hey, I'm going to stop drinking now for nine months and going out because I'm going to support you. Well, now. one of you should. Really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke from our show, but yeah. <laughs> and then like a month in, you'd be like, so the lads are all going out tonight. Do you mind if I go out? And are there things that you're just like, this is what you should do? Like, this is how you should support? I think you've got to work it out between you. I, I vaguely remember being quite keen that Pete did go out while I was pregnant because I, I didn't usually feel like it always. And, and I said to him quite openly, once the baby's born, you're on fucking lockdown, son. Like, we, I'm going to need son. you here to yeah. help me. Yeah, so basically... It, <laughs> Chip. Yeah, basically turned Buckaroo. into someone from the bill. I was just like, you're going to need to be right. here. DCI Burnside. <laughs> Six months knocks up. Hard labour. Um, so I was like, no, like, I'm going to need you. Like, go out with the boys. Like, have a good time and have a laugh because your life's about to be fucked. Yeah. So, um, and I did go out a bit because I was very sociable, but I did learn the thing of, you know, when you're so it's really fun till about 10 o'clock at night and then you're sober and everyone's drunk and people start repeating themselves on a loop but being pregnant is brilliant because you just go oh guys I'm really tired I'm just going to get a cab and nobody does that oh I've run my dream you can't go it's my birthday oh, oh, oh. This, then people just go oh god Jen I'll get you a taxi so uh, I quite enjoyed yeah. being able to go home early when things got boring so that's a benefit that's, that's a, a bonus yeah. that's a tick I'll write that down cabs home early oh we're 89% now we're 
80, 90, is that one percent? It's like the skybox. We've yeah, just yeah, got yeah. to delete, delete, delete <laughs> all these obstacles. Uh, so, best part of being pregnant and worst part of being pregnant? Oh, I just love rubbing my bump and talking to my baby and going, these are all the wonderful things we're going to do together. We're going to have a really lovely life together. And I'm like, you know, and I, I found out the sex of my baby. Yeah. And some people do, some people don't. But I really love that at 20 weeks. And I got really excited about having my little girl and my little boy. It was just so, and I, yeah, I loved writing down what we were going to do together and um, and playing music to the baby and all that sort of stuff. And then talking to it and feeling the kicks back and my husband talking to the baby. I, I loved it. I just, I loved the anticipation of the person they were going to be and all that sort of stuff. Oh. I mean, it turns out they're assholes, but they like, <laughs> but like that time they were they were perfect. I like the free dentistry. I don't oh, feel like enough to say excellent about oh, that. That is a really yeah, great getting teeth check for free. Eighty eight percent. Look at her face. Oh Look my at God, her really? face. Really, I spent. Can you get so them whitened much. for free? Is that? I mean, how <laughs> no, far? No, there's a limit. Yeah. I didn't know that when you were well. pregnant, you get free dentistry. Any other perks? Also, you go to those baby groups, you get a lot of free biscuits. Uh, oh, that's quite good. What about the worst thing I think just the tiredness especially with the second one as I said because I already had a toddler yeah. Yeah. so just being very tired um, and trying to you know still be there for that baby who's still a baby and, and grow the new one I found that mm. quite challenging but yeah like Helen's saying I loved you know yeah that connection stuff is is nothing like nothing else really even when the baby's out it's it's different and arguably stronger but it's a different kind of connection they say it's important don't they talking to your baby and playing music and stuff like that yeah they what did you play things. Oh, anything I liked, you know, jungle like, music. Ovs, Ovs, big jungle <laughs> fan. Mainly, uh, jungle he's, a, he's a massive jungle fan. <laughs> That's right. right. That's what uh, you want. Ace of Base. Um, we watched a lot of The Wire, so <laughs> we started calling my baby the, the Bunk. We ended up calling it the Bunk. Some people call it Peanut, or we called it Bunk. Yeah, yeah. Really did it come out of a Baltimore accent. <laughs> Sadly, not. I First was very disappointed. Had no idea what they were saying. So <laughs> it's quite similar to. Baby. I can't tell you how sad I was to have a white South East London baby. I was like, this is not. This is <laughs> Hang not on. It's supposed to happen. Yeah. I can't stand it when people call their baby peanut. Oh, I yeah, just... the tweeness of pregnancy can go fuck itself. <laughs> really, just fuck the fuck off. Like, yeah, it, Good. You, do, you don't. You, you're not a better person because you're pregnant. You are not a better person because you you've coughed a baby out. Really, we've literally been having babies for billions of years. We're not yeah. special, but if you do it, you know, great. What made you guys start parenting podcast? Whose idea was it? Ellie's. Yeah. Yeah, was um, your idea? Yeah, so so after I I didn't stop comedy till after I'd had a baby because I it was about he was about eighteen months old and I thought you know I'd like to just try something else and I was doing I was a video games journalist which is already a stupid job it's so I was job. like why don't I do another stupid job uh, <laughs> for money yeah for money <laughs> but I know I went and I didn't think of it as a job just something to do it was this comedy course and I was like that's a reason to go to a pub of a Monday night that's good so I went into this course really liked it and then on my third ever gig I met Helen at this, I say stand-up comedy club, it was a shipping container under a flyover in Deptford uh, next to a converted bus that sold pizza. <laughs> it's just like Beckenham, really. Oh, it is. Totally. It is. It's, it's, it's the Notting Hill of the South. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, um, you know, Helen got up on stage and just did all these brilliant jokes, um, a few about being a mum, but just about marriage and just, you know, and I, and we just, you know, I speak for myself, but we really liked each other. Mm. And then we started hanging out, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. And one of the things, because our, the loveliest fact about the Scummy Mummies, loveliest, I don't know, interesting, <laughs> is that our baby boys were born 11 days apart by the same midwife. And that we oh. lived around the corner from each other, but we never saw each other. It was like sliding doors. Like, like really? we probably just, we, we talked about the same parks, cafes, 
that we went to, but for 18 months yeah. we didn't meet each other. Sliding fannies. A woman was looking at our fannies <laughs> oh, like 11 right. days apart. <laughs> Hopefully she washed her hands in between. But yeah, um, so They were a bit blue, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so so we, we sort of lived... It, it is quite a strange coincidence. And then we sort of met and then... And it was after a few um, weeks we sort of said, oh, well, let's hang out with the lads because we've both got toddler boys and we could just sort of hang out. And we originally said, oh, we should do some comedy. But then... Um, and we used to go to gigs together but do our five-minute sets separately. And then I just got this email in the June six years ago saying, I've got this idea for a podcast called, and I think it's going to be called Scummy Mummies, and we can just talk about, you know, the shit that we talk about. Because we weren't kind of talking about, oh, I just it's so great. We were talking about all the shit stuff. Yeah. And we'd make each other laugh. And the funny stuff. And, and so much of parenting and, and stuff is, is funny. And that's one of the things I like about it. You know, obviously I love my kids, blah, blah, blah. But um, I love the funny shit that happens all the time. Mm. And, you know. It's, yeah. And it's very lucrative, it turns out. It is. Out. <laughs> and, like, now, shit things happened. And Ellie and I go... That's a new joke. Like, mm. literally, we were driving to the ferry for the Isle of Wight and we were running so late that we couldn't stop. And both the kids are like, I need a wee, I need a wee. And we're like, you're going to have to double bag it, kids. <laughs> so both my kids pissed in a bag on the highway. Uh, Do you say highway? No way. Dude, Mo- she's going back up to 89%. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right. And I've then, got sweaty palms. And they both handed me big bags of piss, which oh. I had to hold on my lap. Which kept, kept, And then when we got to the ferry, I ran out and put both bags of piss in a bin. And we all, we all felt like oh champions. Like, are you, are you no. quite an on-time person or are you a late person? I try to be on time. Yeah. Did you make the ferry, though, in the Yeah, end? we made the ferry. Yes. And we had enough time for Costa. I mean, that, <laughs> we, we all felt like champions. It was great. And we laughed. And the thing is, I think we've all kind of chilled the fuck out. Because like, once things happen like that, once, you know, your child shits itself in a toy shop and you have mm. to wipe it up with your foot. Um, like, 94%. Yeah. <laughs> You can do anything. Like you're, you're, you're. It's like that fight or flight thing. Your stress hormones. You're like, oh, everything's fine. You just don't care. You just don't much, care. You, know, just you like, chill yeah. out. It must be quite liberating just for life to, to yeah. stop caring about stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Shit happens literally, literally, literally all happens. the time, every day. Yeah. I, I guess with a podcast as well, there's just a never-ending cycle of events yeah. happening. So you've different stages which you can cover. So it's such a great concept yeah. for a podcast, and they make you fucking laugh all the time. Like the other day, my my son came up to me after they're having a shower, and he he hit me on the boob. I said, "You can't can't touch people on the boobs. They're private parts." He said, "Well, like penises." I said, "Yes, my boobs are like penises." He's like, <laughs> "Mummy, you have lovely penises." <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, you always say that to me, don't you? Because you are like, you seem to think that I think that babies stay like babies forever, just That's... spewing and shitting oh. and peeing. She thinks 18 years old, we're don't. still going to be wiping up shit. I don't. No, you're not. And you'll you be always right. has to say to me, they yeah. grow up, they turn oh, into awesome. people that you can have conversations with and they're yeah. funny. Kids are funny. Yeah. I mean, we had one, we babysat one, a child one. this weekend. <laughs> one of those One things. of them. <laughs> We were delivered one by accident, so we had to hold on to it. Got with the delivery. And she's, what, nearly two? Margot, yeah, we babysat Margot. First child we've ever babysat properly. Like, she's 18 months. You enjoyed it more than I did. I was you stressed. Had a good time. I love her. She's a decent kid. She's funny and she's, she's always happy. Kid. She was lovely, but at the end, we gave her back, and Martin was just like, like, imagine if that was our baby. And I was just like, just don't care. <laughs> just don't. I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. And but it's you so, are, you so are, sad. But babies are biologically designed. This is just a fact. They're designed to make you 
fall in love with them and want to protect them and cry for them. That's why they have huge eyes that are very emotive, even though they can't talk to you. And like dogs. That's, no, yes, dogs. I love dogs. They're just hairless dogs. They're hairless dogs. That's it. That's what I'm saying. so nice. And they smell babies' heads. Oh, delicious. That I will agree. Babies do smell lovely. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Why do they just the shampoo? No, they just have a baby smell. They have a baby smell. And also for the first six months, you don't feel feed them any solids. So the shits and piss doesn't smell that bad. Really not, but that it bad. can be green, can't it? It can go up their back. I remember my twin sister changing her son's nappy in front of me, and she was like, "Oh, he should have his back." And I was like, "That's not normal." She was like, "No, it is. It yeah. can go up it, their back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "This is just awful. This is just, <laughs> just like, wet wipes, what? man. Just he wet shit wipes." His back. Listen, Are you I telling mean... me, Kay Lawley, you've never shut up your own back? Come on, you're going to sit there, <laughs> look me in the face. Let me go back to Ibiza 2004. No, <laughs> <laughs> and also halfway up your spine. Have you ever shut up someone else's back? <laughs> It beat the 2016. Uh, I think Bodge would rather go back to his own conception. Yeah, Yeah, I think you would. Let's go back to that. Um, What advice would you give to couples in our situation where one person desperately wants to be a parent and the other person has no interest? Are we talking generally or do you want us to solve this for you guys? Please help. help. I think you... Should we be getting married? But if I'm right, you're saying should we get married before we've resolved this issue? Yeah, because I've basically said... I'll be ready next year after we get married. But I said two years ago I'd be ready this year, and then I've now I've now pushed it back. Mm. I it's keep a lot pushing like it back, and I'm worried that ne- Tory MP. It's just lots of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I keep pushing it back, and I'm worried that next year I'm going to push it back again. But then we've married, and I've said to you, "Oh no, I'll be ready." It's and like then Brexit. Oh, it's just <laughs> so annoying. It's more yeah. annoying than Brexit. Oh, look, oh, look, no, you, you you asked for your, my opinion. Um, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. You're a really warm, loving person. You obviously love this guy. I do. And having a baby is a, is a wonderful thing. It is hard, and you're absolutely right to feel nervous. But I can only speak from my experience. It is the best thing I've ever done. I've never felt love, excitement, joy, you know, all the things. It is a complete and utter fucking joy. And you will love your baby. Yes, You Helen. will love yes, that Helen. baby so hard. Have this tenor. <laughs> and some money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellie, you look like you're thinking of something you want to say, but you're worried about saying it, to well, be honest. I think it's difficult because I've got friends who are in their 40s, women friends who don't have babies, and, you know, it, I, I can't say that that's true for everybody. I can't oh. say it's true for everybody that having a baby makes your life and all this stuff and it makes you complete, because for some people that's not true. But it, I, it was true for me. It was true mm. for Helen. And the thing is, you're not sitting here saying... I'm just really happy with my life as it is now and I'm just really confident and this is what I need, blah, blah, blah. You're sort of saying I'm 88% since I've yeah. met you, Ellie mm. Gibson. And, and <laughs> I do sort of think, especially if you're with someone to whom this is really important and you want to be together, yeah, I think it's worth a punt. <laughs> I just think if you don't do it, you can't change your mind in five years. And if you do do it, fuck it, it's 20 years max. Do you know what I mean? And then you'll be fine. I would be more worried if you were sitting here just going, oh, but yeah, it would just be really nice. I think it would be really lovely. But like, I just don't know if it's for me. You're sitting here going, fuck, it sounds really hard and awful and and shit. And all those things are true. But the bit you're missing, I feel like, is that it's also incredibly magical and wonderful and special 
And it really is unlike, I know everyone says this, but it's unlike anything else you've ever done or experienced. Mm. So it's like Disneyland. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, it's you're like fucking like Alton Towers. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Chessington <laughs> World of Adventures. And the fact that you're so worried about it makes me feel better for you because it makes me feel like you're, that's half the preparation is kind of knowing what you don't know. And the people, like I said, the people who get in trouble are the people who have a fantasy and then that doesn't come true. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of have the opposite of a fantasy. You sort of have a nightmare. <laughs> I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's like lower your expectations and, and it can only get better. don't be afraid to ask for help. If you, if you can kind of not be proud about things. I think that's what I, that was my biggest sort of regret in the first year. I was like, I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to prove it to that I'm the best mum. Mm, yeah. um, and that wasn't good for me or my mental health. You go, yeah, you make my dinner. You do that for me. Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. I think that's that's that would be my advice. I think what I, f- I find mad as well, just having talked to um, other blokes about it mm. and how some of them will be like, well, no, we can't do that because my missus will do this with the baby. There seems to be like this entrenched idea of like how you should be with a baby and I'm just like give the baby to my mum and let's go away for the weekend I don't give a shit like <laughs> it's not like I want to have a baby but I don't also want to have a baby all the time I want to have fun with you still I want to go out you know for dinner okay. and things like that <laughs> yeah okay now we, you know everything I just said um, yeah go on Pardon. well I think you the thing is you don't know what kind of baby you're going to get and you don't know what state your parents are going to be in in a few years that's you know that's my, my mum did a lot of childcare for my first child and she's just not able to with my second child but yeah we've got an amazing nanny so you can work I guess that's what I'm saying you can work through these problems and these solutions is, yeah that's right but yeah if, you, if you're if you really expecting to be partying in a bee for, for two weeks no. a, a fortnight after it's yeah. born then no. you can fuck off <laughs> I think because we go away a lot on holiday together just yeah. us I mean Ibiza days are long gone but like mm. Just being able to do that without the kid, but people say, "No, you want to take your baby with yeah. you. It's not you, that yeah. bad." Well, yeah. I, do, I really, I don't even, I don't even really get kids clubs. When I'm on holiday with my kids, I want to spend that time with my kids because yeah, f- the rest of the time they're at school or childcare. Mm. So I like being with my kids. They're not yeah. always assholes. Mm. So you know, um, and yeah, me and my husband occasionally we go away to a spa for an evening, which lovely. I'm sure is the same as what you're thinking. Watch yeah. a week in Sardinia, yeah. <laughs> but we have a lovely time and it feels yeah. special and it feels romantic and it feels yeah. Mm. But yeah, I didn't want to leave my baby for the first couple of years, like not Did even for a night. No, just didn't want to. And you and I, we went to Nepal last year, didn't we? Yeah, the charity thing, and that was a week. And that was the that was the first time I'd been away from them for longer than I think a night. Yeah. How did you cope? I was away. all right to about day four, and then it got yeah. quite hard. But then, yeah, it was it was fine. We were up a mountain. I was worried about other things. <laughs> but Ellie was fine. She just drank beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think the overwhelming consensus we get from friends and family and stuff is that it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's also most rewarding. I mean, look at us. We've made a fucking career and lots of money out of saying parenthood's a bit S- shit. Some money. Some, some money. Some money. Uh, <laughs> enough money. If the yeah. tax man's listening. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, and you know, if that ten percent of you is really, really loud and is saying this is going to make you really unhappy and fuck up your life, and if you know that in your soul, what can I tell you? I don't want you to be fucking unhappy. No, all I, I can tell you is my experience, and my experience yeah. is that was not true for me mm. yeah. or literally anyone I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> hand on heart, I do feel like I'm being forced into it. That's how I feel. I've yeah. told you this. I feel like so many people are going, just do it. Just grow a pair. Just do it. You'll love it once the baby comes out. You'll be a great mum. I'm like, I actually do believe I'd be a good mum because I'm mm. a good mum to my dogs. And I do believe that if that baby came out, I mean, there's no way I couldn't love it. But I just feel like I just don't... Right now, I just can't ever imagine me changing my mind and, and wanting a kid. So it's hard. 
It's hard, and it happened to a friend. We had a girl, a friend of mine, Keza, on the podcast. Oh. happened to her, and I've known her since she's about 16. And all through her 20s, she was like, don't want kids, don't want kids, don't want kids, don't want kids. And she got together with this guy, Kristen, who's older and who already had a child. And um, then she hit, like, her 30s, and then suddenly something did switch, and she just went, oh, no, I, I want kids. And they need to split up because of it, because he was like, whoa, I've, I've done that. Oh, wow. Uh, mm. And she was like, no, I want, this is, I just have to, I, you know. Um, and they they have had a baby, and he's a few years old now, and they're having an amazing time, and it's worked out for them, and that's not true for everybody. Mm. So, And it's not true that your, your switch will flip next year. I and I know what you mean a bit, because I have two kids, and people ask me quite a lot, will you have a third? And just, I do not have that anymore I, I I love babies I love my my nanny's got a six month old baby he's gorgeous I love cuddling him and I'm always happy to give him back and I never get that twang of oh I'd like one more so I, I have empathy for just not yeah. feeling mm. it but I'm so wish, glad I've got mine I do wish I did have it though because I know you'd be a great dad and I think we'd be good parents but I just feel like I can't do something if there's doubt in me I can't have a baby if there's doubt mm. I mean, you've made so many bad decisions over the years. With <laughs> Why can't you just make this one? Here's one thing. I never wanted a dog. <clears throat> I, my ex-boyfriend said, let's get a dog. I was like, no, don't want a dog. Don't need a dog. Mm. And now I just couldn't imagine my life without them. And I do think, well, maybe that would be the same with kids. But it's just a bit of a bigger what's deal. The, what's the worst thing? <clears throat> what's, what's the worst thing that could happen if you have a baby? Um, you leave me and I'm left with a baby I didn't want. Which, uh, 50-50? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's why we're doing this. Because we can... Like, we're literally preparing so well for this. Like, I've never prepared for anything. Like, Are you talking about leaving this. us? Sorry, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, got my bags packed. No. Um, and I just think, you know, we know that it's very easy to fall out of each other. We know that sleep's super important. Mm. There's all these different bits. And it's like, okay, so if we do X, that will make our lives a bit easier. And then we do this and it'll be easier. And so yeah. I think I love spending my time with, Kate, obviously, you know, I think we're a really good partnership. Uh, we've got a great life now of our dogs. I think it'll be added to if we have a little baby. And um, I think if we put enough things in place, it won't wreck our entire relationship. We know it's going to be difficult. So if we put things in place, we mm. can make it easy. Yeah. I, will, I will pick you up on the word added to because I don't know if that's, if you don't mind me saying much, okay. I don't know if that's the right word to use or the right way to think about it because okay. it's not like you're adding a thing into a thing that already exists. No, fair. It is... It will transform your life. It will not add to it. It will change it, and it will change your relationship, but not necessarily for the worse. Mm. But do you think that's yeah? Fair? And and also like, don't be afraid to go to couples counselling now and afterwards, um, because I I've done it, and and I know so many friends who've done it, and it's really good because you you get into this bubble where you don't you know sometimes you don't leave the house, and sometimes it's really good to go and talk to someone who's neutral, not a friend. Not anyone related to you, go and see counselling. And that was the best thing I ever did. Really? Yeah, that saved us. We did speak about that the other night, didn't we? <laughs> you did. But my friend told me about her friend. She didn't want kids, really career-driven. He did. They went to a couple's therapist and then they broke up. <laughs> what if this person who's neutral says... If you want different things, break up. You don't have to do what the therapist says. Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. They're not fucking gone. Some of them are full of shit. <laughs> Very yeah. good point. Some but of them I... are excellent. But yes, exactly right. And I think I think just be open to um, to changes as well. Like you will change, and that's okay. 
And I would say, I think it's made my relationship stronger. Not that God knows we fight at least as much as before. We definitely bicker and, and there are rows and all of that. But it feels now that there is this common goal. There's this common thing that we share and that we're sort of working on. I make my children sound like a maths project. Um, <laughs> but um, there's this thing that we're doing together. And that's sort of non... The idea of doing that separately for us currently is non-negotiable. So we can have a big row... But I feel more secure than I did when we were together in our 30s because someone could always walk out the door. Someone could always go, oh, and sometimes people did. You know, you could just go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to go and stay at my mum's and store some photographs in a loft, whatever, <laughs> you know. And it, and it felt much more dramatic and more wobbly. Whereas now we're really committed to these kids and to raising them together. And currently that makes me feel quite secure in the relationship but I like your rule your relationship all about the rowing when you have the new baby yeah yeah so my rule and I think it's a good rule for life is that <clears throat> we used to swear each other overnight because you know in the middle of the night we're like, you fucking get the baby you get the baby you get the bottle you put it on your boob um, and we would say the worst things to each other like the worst things but it hit whatever we said to each other um, by 6am we would forget we we'll just forgive each other because that you you're just not yourself. No, you're not. Yeah, and you're tired and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, so don't yeah, just yeah. forget. And you it. know that thing about never go to sleep on an argument. Do fuck that. That's bullshit. <laughs> you can That's go to sleep on an argument. Bullshit. Absolutely, yes. you absolutely can. You're no, both we, still going to be there. We in the always, morning. we always, you always get really. If we have an argument and we're both there, like grumbling in bed, like back yeah. to back, she just goes. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on an argument. And I'm like, well, I can't. I can't be mad at you now. God. No. I, you guys, I, you're great. I can't believe I'm like that. I used to storm downstairs and sleep on that really uncomfortable It was really funny because she'd go, I'd be like, sweet, double bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for your advice and the lols. We've what? really enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. I hope we've been helpful. I feel like we've sort of... We've just sort of said, we've like had a nice time. Yeah. I'm 85%. 85%? Like, oh! yeah, I'm 85%. I don't wait. 85% against or for? <laughs> Again. Oh, right. Still. I thought yeah, maybe I'll have that ten about big Helen. swing. Yeah. What, swing. What can we expect from your Edinburgh show, by the way? Oh, uh, well, we, you'll see two women in their forties wearing cat suits doing some very sophisticated tit jokes. Are yes. you wearing the gold cat suits? Of course. Yes. Oh. We may wear the twat suits as well. Have you seen the twat suits? <laughs> no. Oh, you should come to our show. Yeah, Actually, do you know what? You should come to see our show. That may swear you. Yeah, way. that'll send you right back up tonight. You know, will it? <laughs> will it really? So in our show we have, um, uh, yeah, we wear catch suits and we sing silly songs and we do sketches and stand up, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, probably the best bit, let's yeah. be honest, we get the audience to write down their scummy mummy confessions. So funny <gasps> stories, that real life stories that have happened to them and then we read out the best ones and we crown the winner and stuff like that. So come along. Love that. Hear eight or nine true parenting <laughs> stories and then tell me what percentage you're at. Yeah. But I'd also, love to. you, like the, the camaraderie in the audience, when we have like 500 women and three men in the audience <laughs> cheering and they, and they all come out going oh I feel great and there's a real sense of you know community in there it's pretty it's pretty awesome I, I mean they're mainly just pissed aren't they just pissed me. we're coming oh, <laughs> yes, the lads love it though yeah and they sort of club together as well yeah. and like, you know uh, yeah just to warn you though the women quite often uh, do take over the men's toilet <laughs> right. often quite shocked for my dad who's our roadie who's often in there having a shit when 30 women come in and he doesn't he doesn't enjoy that so no. he needs you Oh, that reminds me a lot of when I was at university and I had courses that clashed and the lecturer said oh you should do women's history and 18 year old me said oh yeah women's history that's a women brilliant <laughs> I went in there yeah alright and you walked in and they all hated me your fault yeah that was a semester <laughs> of being told how I was responsible for everything <laughs> so did you think it was going to be like chapter one bras yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Amazing. I, I mean, look, yes. Basically, 18-year-old me was not sophisticated. Well, not that I am now, but, you know. You should have a baby with this guy. He's cool. What? <laughs> What's the scummiest mummy story you've had someone admit to at one of your shows? Oh, there's been some good ones. So many, so many ones. Uh, my favourite one, I think, of all time is the, um, the story where the mum, uh, she, they had a posh lunch for the great aunt and uncle. Okay. And she told the three kids to go upstairs and get changed. And the two older kids came downstairs, you know, outfits and then the three year old was quite a while and then she eventually appeared uh, holding a wand and wearing the mum's French maid's outfit which she found <gasps> under the bed <laughs> so yes this, okay and so she won this was in Bromsgrove <laughs> just outside of Birmingham and she came onto the stage everyone cheered and then we asked her, so you wear the French maids, what's your husband? Yeah, and you said, so yeah. what's your husband? Because the husband was in the audience as well, yeah. right? He'd come to the show. Are you the pool you said, boy? Are you the pool boy? And he went, oh, and the gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole place. <laughs> yes! yes. yes. Uh, See, they're still fucking doing it. I yeah. love it. The gladiator, oh, you look so hot as the gladiator. Oh, that's a lot of equipment to oh, wear. Oh, wow. Clanking up the stairs. <laughs> Ellie Helen, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having us. And whatever you decide, good luck. We'll be here for yeah. you. Thank you. And if I do ever change my mind and have a baby, I'm not I'll looking bring... after it. If that's what <laughs> not breastfeeding it. We'll bring you a lasagna. You're near Beckenham. Oh, I tell you what, I'll meet you in Waitrose for a coffee. That's Let's what mums do, isn't done. it? That's yeah. what we'll do. That's, that's we'll your do. future, Kate. <laughs> oh, she's back at 95%. <laughs> Well, I think the best way to describe that episode was eye-opening. It's actually frightening how little we know, or at least did know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the fact that your vagina can turn blue isn't something that just comes up in daily conversation with your parents, mm. is it? Yeah, especially if they're still not speaking to you over photo album gate. You know, I secretly stashed those photos in their loft when they were on holiday in the Isle of Wight. And my dad found them about a month ago and phoned me up and said, you need to get these photos out of our loft. Because they're taking up so much space. It's really having an impact on how they're living. I mean, I've heard that one side of the house is now subsiding <laughs> because of the four photo albums they've got there. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and Thoughts prayers. Thoughts and prayers with Dead and Sylph. I said, do you know what I said? Throw them away. He went, you can't throw them away. I went, there's no room for them in my flat. Either keep them or set fire to them. So I, I mean, set fire to them is the extreme version. Begrudgedly, they're still in his loft. Anyway, massive thanks to Ellie and Helen, aka Scummy Mummies, who really gave us a warts and all description of pregnancy and introduced us to the idea of being flooded with sperm. <laughs> Yummy. What an image. Now, as we said at the end of episode one, after each interview, we'll see if what we found out has um, potentially changed our minds about having a baby. Bodge. No shortage of information in this episode. Mm. How has it affected you? One thing I find interesting is how they don't make it sound too bad mm. in reality. So you do hear a lot of horror stories like really bad morning sickness or partners turning on each other. But I guess people only really tell you the bad stuff. So that said, again, I'm not the main one pregnancy would be affecting. So what about you? Yeah, it's interesting. I remember when we said goodbye to Ellie and Helen, I was walking through Soho with you thinking, they've actually sold this to me. Bingo. But fast forward six weeks later and witnessing far too many temper tantrums by children on public transport and I'm just back to square one. Basically, I need to get them in and then inseminate you probably like 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a very weird setup, but... How did you feel when Ellie explained that a baby wouldn't add to our little unit of four? It would completely change our lives because I think that struck a chord. I mean, I, I felt like I was being told off, but in a good <laughs> way. No, no, I totally understand where she was coming from. And I think that comes from having not done it 
you mm. just use quite casual language. You go, oh, we'll add a baby and we'll maybe add a sofa in the living room. Whereas actually, I, I get it. It's yeah. like such a big change. So she scolded me, but I appreciated yeah. it. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for another episode of Maybe Baby. We are back in two weeks with a look at childbirth with a very good friend of mine who I think you'll love hearing from. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating as it helps others find the show. And if you've any questions for the halfway Q&A, which we'll be doing in a couple of weeks, we'd love to hear from you. Just email maybebabycast at gmail.com. Until next time. Mm-hmm.